Hi, welcome back to Chris Dyer's Creative Friends, the super awesome podcast show where me, your artist friend Chris Dyer, has interesting conversations with his artist friends. So these days I'm on a little trip to the island of Kauai in Hawaii and out here I've met this nice artist called Isabel Mariposa Galactica and yeah, I threw down a little piece at her home today out here and uh, now I'm going to have a conversation with her on our podcast so I hope you enjoy this and learn more about a nice Hawaiian artist. Alright, blessings! Isabella, thanks for having me over here in your beautiful home in Kauai. Thank you for coming. It's so nice to have you here. Yeah, we're in what, what neighborhood? Kali, Kali? We're in Kilauea. Kilauea. That's the name of the town. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been in, in Kauai and, and why you love this fucking awesome place? <laughs> I've been here for about 15 years and um, why do I love it? I love it because it's oh, the nature, the colors, the texture of the earth, the mountains, the ocean. I'm a surfer, so the ocean is like a huge part. The waterfalls, the people, um, every, there's nothing I don't love. It's just pure love. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everyone, you know? It's not a good place for everyone. Yeah, why? Um, for one, it's it's getting over um, overpopulated. Like there's not enough infrastructure on the island to handle the amount of um, people that are here. Even tourists, like even tourism, there's not really enough. Um, it's not really set up for that. And a lot of the local people don't want more people here. Like a lot of like local Kanaka Hawaiian people do not want more people here. Um, so yeah, I guess I just, I don't, as amazing as it is and as grateful as I am to be here, I don't think that it's a place that people should be thinking about moving to unless it's like, unless there's a really good reason. All right. Thanks for discouraging me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling in love too quick really with this place. Well, you're different. <laughs> oh, you're okay. <laughs> you can come. Oh, thank Talking you. Talking about everyone else listening. No, I'm just uh, kidding. Everybody else. <laughs> no, well, it's beautiful. It's just that, you know, there's a fine line of appreciating somewhere so beautiful and magic and then respecting. I, I do think that there's a way to come respectfully and mindfully and, you know, um, treading lightly and... Um, Having yeah. a contribution to the culture and the yeah, society. Yeah, yeah. And to the land. Like... You know, there's just a lot of things that are not good for the land that that people do. And and so it's important to just educate yourself before coming. Well, it depends what you do. So you you've been here 15 years. So you paid your dues here. You consider yourself a Hawaiian now? 
I don't consider myself a Hawaiian. I consider myself a galactic human. Uh huh. Interdimensional. <laughs> yes. And uh, where are you from? Your human self. Uh, where's your human self from originally before coming here? My human self. Okay, so I was born in California. Um, I moved to Costa Rica when I was a teenager, and then I ended up living in many different countries throughout Latin America. Um, yeah, many different. I spent a lot of time in Uruguay. I've spent a lot of time in Brazil. I've spent a lot of time in Costa Rica. I spent a lot of time in, yeah, many different countries throughout Latin America, and then I came here. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And and I guess this is the place that just captured you. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It's a really good place for me mm -hmm. and for my children. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's very spiritual, right? Yes, completely. There's so much um, mysticism and the spiritual experiences that I experience on a daily level, on a daily basis, are definitely um, really profound. Mm -hmm. I've been to other islands before, and they're all spiritual and powerful. And they all worked me in different ways. The experience of the last 10 days has been kind of like spiritual, but like gentle, nurturing, yeah. like as the grandmother that they say that yeah. this island is. Yeah. Yeah. It can be that way, but she can also be brutal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She'll yeah. Spank, she'll spank you once in a while. She'll spank you. Uh-huh. Big time. Oh, damn. It, but if you're like walking right righteously then i feel like things will line up but if you're like out of alignment and you're not being a good person then i feel like you can get your ass kicked pretty much mm -hmm. damn if that well, makes any sense let's all stay being good people then <laughs> yes <laughs> how is it being an artist here um like, it's is really it, is it, good is it like competitive or is it like difficult because it's so expensive or is there a scene yeah so um so I moved here 15 years ago, and then the first six and a half years, I was back and forth a lot between here and Uruguay in South America. And um, and when I officially came back to stay, there was there was nobody doing visionary art. I guess that's the genre of art that my art would fall into that category. So. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there was nobody doing visionary art. There's nobody doing the style of art that I do. I, the only people that were doing art here um, were painting like more like waves and tropical scenes and like you know more like the typical kind of Hawaiian. Um, I don't want to say touristy because there's a lot of amazing artists who have been around for a long time, but there there wasn't people painting like this style of art. In, in general, there wasn't as many pe people painting like visionary art, you like know, 15 like 15 years ago was like what early or even just or 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just wasn't really like super a thing. You know, I didn't even know what I was painting because I don't like I was just in my world. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I started um, doing some art fairs and then I started getting my art up in galleries and it just started going amazing. Like I was selling art. There was a lot of, you know, um, like Will and Jada Smith started buying my art from a gal a local gallery and no way yeah and Will I was Smith's got your art in his house Jada and Will yeah wow that's so room. cool I love them <laughs> yeah so it was just like a lot of um, I mean I wasn't really expecting I, I was like how am I when I 
officially came back here, I was like, how am I going to sell my art? Like, no one's into this kind of art here. What am I going to do? But I just was like, well, that, that's what I do. So I'm going to do it. I'm not going to start painting pineapples and this and that. So nothing against pineapples. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so, yeah, it just it was really magic. And, and now now there's a lot more people painting this kind of genre um, when you go to like the little art fairs and stuff. Sometimes I feel like, um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, when people... Do you miss the days when you're more unique? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like sometimes I'll be at an art fair and, and people will be like, oh, I saw your art at the other stand. And, mm. and in that, I'm like, that's not mine. Mm. And like, that's, that's like so not my art. Right. But yeah, people are people get inspired, I guess. And they... Mm. I can relate because in, in Montreal, visionary art is like, non-existent and that's the city I've been living in the last uh -huh. 20 years uh, but now I just moved to Denver where visionary art is like this huge thing and I, I never really wanted to be like one more of a crowd I always want to be unique and special yeah. even yeah. within a grouping of art mm -hmm. so I can I can relate to to that but hey uh, visionary art becoming more of a accepted thing something that even tourists would buy it's probably a sign of the times that people are evolving yeah. a little bit closer to spirituality. And totally. It's very true. And even like more people creating it too is a sign of like the great awakening, mm -hmm. which I think we're experiencing a great awakening nice. in the midst of the darkness. There's cool. like an awakening. Mm -hmm. I like your positive perspective. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Right. Now we're going to be depressed. But also by <laughs> believing it, we'll manifest and attract true. and vibrate that to actually happen. So I was hanging out with an artist last night, Max, I can't remember his second name, but he paints yeah. beautiful landscapes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jay, who I'm staying with, has a lot of his paintings on the walls and he wanted to meet me and he came. We had great conversations and he told Max. me, yeah, he's, he's very nice and interesting. And he told me that he used to paint more visionary, surreal, psychedelic things, but it, he had a hard time selling it to tourists. So mm -hmm. then he now is leaning more to like landscapes that mm -hmm. are still a spiritual expression and very totally. beautiful. Yeah. But uh, he, he's trying to find the safety there so he can pay mm -hmm. his gallery and his, you know, his yeah. living yeah. and hopefully then mix them together. Yeah. But so that's cool that you didn't have to like compromise your personal unique style and you still find your crowd yeah I think because it's it's like so true from my heart that I it's not just people in Kauai I feel like you know I sell art online I there's a lot of different you know different kind of ways that I'm making a living with my art but um yeah I think it's just so if I, I really think if we're just like so so true to ourselves and we're not even thinking about money. I know we have to survive. Like, I'm a single mom, you know, that is doing it completely alone. Like, I have to survive too. But, but I just really believe, like, the, the more authentic and true we are to our soul, I really, truly believe that um, God or Great Spirit or whatever you want to call it just will support us. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my experience. And it's, it's a mystic one. Because I don't even know. I'm like... How am I even doing this? But somehow it's it's all working out. Right. And it's fun. It's super fun. Beautiful. Um, does living here in a place where there's so many tourists and wealthy tourists, is that like an advantage to, you know, take, you know, like you got to take advantage of that chance that you have here? 
or you're like, oh, if I sell to locals, cool. If I sell online, cool. Like, I don't even think about it really. I know there is, but like, for example, right now I don't even have my art up in any galleries except for well, at Ulu Mama, a little a beautiful little. It's like a gallery shop in Anahola, um, mm -hmm. with our beautiful friend Jana. But, oh, yeah. um, and Tori, right? Tori, no, Tori no, is in that area, okay, but she is a different, um, different shop. Okay, okay, cool. They're yeah. neighbors. Yeah, they're <laughs> neighbors. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think about that. I have been um, bringing my body suits. So I make these. This is my art printed onto these body suits. That's recycled. It's made out of recycled bottle, bottles, and mm -hmm. I have shorts. And I've been when I go down to the beach with my kids. I'll just like hang up my bodysuits, like Brazil style, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like Latin America style, and then my shorts, and tourists buy them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if I'm gonna go to the beach and like hang out with the kids, I'm gonna like share my art and do a little business and <laughs> right. just do it all at once. So, nice. so that's cool with the wealthy tourists, I guess. Mm -hmm. it, and they're it's always cool looking to, for like, that next thing to get. Yeah, on their trip. yeah, they're like excited and. It works out, so. Nice, beautiful. What other yeah. uh, products you got other than uh, body suits and um, shorts? So I have the body suits and the shorts, and then I have Oracle decks that um, that I did the art for. It's called the Earth Warrior Oracle deck, and then I have prints and tapestries and um, what else? I don't know all the stuff. Mm, <laughs> A lot of stuff. Prints. Prints, yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, the Oracle deck you did, you uh, you had uh, Alana Fairchild be the one who like channeled it, right? Yeah. Or did the writing part of it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I didn't do that. It just kind of happened. Like Blue Angel um, Publishing contacted me, mm -hmm. and they um, this was like you know I think it was like six years ago or something or five years ago, and they asked if I if they like if I was willing to sign over 44 images that I already had done to create this deck with Alana Fairchild and at the time like I was like pretty not a starving artist but like definitely like more starving of an artist than I am now and so I didn't even care or read the contract. I was like, yep, 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 perfect. I've been wanting to do an Oracle deck for a long time. And mm -hmm. it ended up being really successful. Mm -hmm. And Alana's amazing. She's right. she's super beautiful human. And her writing is really resonant with a lot of people. And yeah, I'm so grateful. It's been really good. But what's the conclusion to that story? You signed it out quick? Are you disappointed? Yeah, so, Did you not get paid enough for how much it blew uh, up? I mean... No. I don't think they'll be watching this. No. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually just really grateful. I mean, some mm. people, when I tell them about like how much money I actually make off of each deck, they're like, oh, you know, people try and tell me that I could get a better deal and this and that. But I'm just, honestly, I'm grateful. Like it was just, I just kind of followed my intuition and mm -hmm. went with it. But I am in the process of writing my own deck right now. So with, I'm going to probably do it with, Blue Angel Publishing, um, I'm going to, because I have 44 new images, so. Nice. That's so it works. just fell on your lap? They, yeah. It came to you? 
Oh yeah, completely. That's sick. Everything does. That's I've, the thing. I've hit them up and they don't re they don't reply to me. Oh really? <laughs> I guess I don't think if I'm a guy you. and you know, decks are more for like females, but uh, I think that the oftentimes people who already are in and have the um, like they're already working with them, like Alana, she had already done many decks with them, and then mm -hmm. she saw my art and wanted it. So it's like if an author. Um, gets you in. I don't know. <laughs> I hit her up once. I, I, I love her writing. Like uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, at the time had one of the Autumn Sky uh, uh, oracles and she would read it every night, you know, and I was like, wow, That's this sweet. is like really powerful stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, I'd love to have like my own thing, but more you know, not not like macho, but maybe on the masculine on side. Masculine. I'm not like a super macho guy yeah. anyways, but... That's a good idea, actually. Um, but I think the Oracle, um, the Oracle deck world could use some divine masculine. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it will work out good. So I hit up uh, Alana and uh, I think she found my art too intense. And she's like, oh, it's very interesting. Uh, let's hang out sometime and see what's the vibe. And then, you know, I've never got to meet her in person, but... She's in Australia. Oh, yeah. Very and cool. she's very busy doing... Um, I think she has, like, a lot of decks she's mm -hmm. doing right now. I think she's, like, backed up, so... Right. I wouldn't take it personal. I want to do one now with my friend Julia, who's a psychic and she's super oh. wise. She lives here in Kauai, too. But I want to do it with a publisher, you know? Like, mm -hmm. whenever I put a book out or a product, mm -hmm. I want it to be backed by an entity that will distribute it properly. Yes. Because if not, I'll just sell it to my fans, and then that's the end of the story. Yeah, exactly. Your art probably reached a whole new demographic for yeah, it, right? Yeah, it did. It did, yeah. And then that opens up more doors, mm -hmm. you know, because people will see the deck, and then they'll contact you. And Plus, it's like a stamp of approval from, like, the system mm. that they've invested into you. And it's like, we believe in her, so then other people are like, well, you know, uh -huh. I will too. I never thought of it like that, but that's true. Not that we need this, like, you know approval from Babylon system but still it helps you know and art is a career you know it is and I think honestly we kind of need like everything we can get when it comes to like as artists because making a living as an artist is it's I think it's like one of the known hardest things to make a living doing <laughs> I was reading articles about that once um not to sound discouraging because it's totally possible but but yeah like we just we need to be supported so Right, because we got to play all the roles. The painter, the communicator, the booking agent, the researcher. Um, you got to be charismatic and look not bad and, you know, etc. You're performing all the time almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot. Nice. I know, it's a lot of hats to wear. Yeah, totally. Well, congrats on, uh, you know, succeeding and making it happen all these years. Thank you. That's good. So you were telling me that you've traveled around Latin America, hablas español muy bien, ¿no? Yes, yes, yes. Sí. hacer el resto de la entrevista en español. Podríamos, sí. podría intentar, sí. Sí, y nadie nos entendería. Sorry. Ah, es verdad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but, uh, so, why you like uh, Latin America? What's out there in, in you know, Spanish-speaking countries that, that uh, interest you? I mean, the world interests me, really. I really am interested in the whole planet and beyond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Latino America has... You, I mean, every there's so many countries within that 
you know, Grouping. America Latin, America Latina or Latin America. It's like there's, yeah. So every country is so different, but at the same time, there's this common thread of um, a more like heart centered um, people and a more. Um, I just, it's hard to explain, you know, but I do think that um, it's, yeah, it's like the heart, the the color, the, the colors, the music. Mm -hmm. There's all, a warmth to it, right? A warmth, yeah, yeah, a warmth. Mm -hmm. That's right. I like it too. Um, you know, even though I'm a little bit biased, but I'm, I'm certainly but, have gringo too, so. <laughs> um, and is that f the place where your artistic name came from? Mariposa Galactica, yeah. the cosmic butterfly? Yeah, so that name just kind of adopted me. Mm -hmm. I had a Colombian boy boyfriend for a while and he would call me Mariposa. Mm -hmm. And so then like more people started calling me Mariposa and then and then the Galactica was like, I don't know, if it, I just started because my whole w world was in Spanish for many, many years, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that name just adopted me. I didn't like, you know, it wasn't like one of those things like I'm gonna be Isabel Mariposa Galactica. It just kind of mm -hmm. came without trying. Nice. I, I would, I would have imagined it would have come through like medicine work. Yeah, it, it didn't. It just came through life. Mm -hmm. Have you done medicine work? I've actually not. Oh yeah? Really? You've not done psychedelics with this art? I mean, no, not that's not where it comes from. Mm -hmm. I've I've eaten mushrooms and um but I tread really lightly in the world of psychedelics because my brain chemistry is really really sensitive and I've gone through like many phases in my life actually where um where like I used to smoke a lot of ganja, for example, and that I don't anymore because I started, I, I got malaria and dengue at the same time while I was living in Guatemala. You can get them um, both at the same time? It's not common. Oh my God, that must have been so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it was really terrible. And I also had a lot of amoebas and parasites at the time. I was living in Guatemala for a whole year and it was like the last month that I was there. I was working, doing art with um, the community and teaching art in the schools and doing murals and doing different things and um, I was like 22 or 3 or something um, and I just got yeah I got real sick and then after that it really like I was pretty much like maybe like floating in between death and um, and and the living world for days like I was sick for weeks, but um, and in the hospital and everything. And but I really like I really crossed over and um, and so something happened after that experience where I was always really like deep and sensitive and ultra like t you know very very sensitive, which is a blessing and also a curse, but um, mostly a blessing now that I've learned how to work with it. But but after that experience of being so sick, um, I. I could not do any psychedelics or even smoke ganja or anything barely because um, because I, my, my whole reality became psychedelic mm. and it hasn't really ended but it was really strong like for a couple a few years after that like I really 
It's like a Kundalini awakening of sorts? It, I think, yeah. I think mm -hmm. it was partly that. I mean, whatever you want to call it, it was not fun. It was mm -hmm. not fun for a Because it was ungrounding and weird. I felt like I was on mushrooms every day mm -hmm. for like years. Right. It was very hard to function. Right. Um, now I now I feel really um, amazing and really connected to to the universe and the world and myself and I feel like really aligned and well and and also really life is so mystic and psychedelic and and I've learned how to manage that energy mm -hmm. I have bad days too right but in general I'm doing good nice. like, I feel good I feel grateful to like be feeling really good thank you for sharing uh, this vulnerable story but I, I can relate to, to you. Like I, I got zero psychic abilities or, or visions, ironically enough. But I also like, I put psychedelics and, and weed and everything to the side for many years because mm -hmm. uh, I also got sensitive chemistry and I have uh, an uncle on my dad's side who went crazy on acid yeah. and, uh, and my grandfather's schizophrenic so I don't want to push my limits. I'm super respectful. Now with Aya, mm -hmm. it's been a little bit more like, you know, it's strong, but I'm in her hands. She wouldn't hurt me. And that's kind of like, give me a little bit more confidence to like see and feel. But if you already got yeah. the, the powers and the sensibilities, the ability to hear your, your guides, that's a blessing. And you don't really have to mm -hmm. like, you know, shock your nervous system if it's mm -hmm. too much. Yeah. So tell me about, your abilities like uh, how do you see people's auras or do you hear like voices in your ear from like your your guide group or you know how does the world look once you break a little bit past the veil i, I guess you're telling us in your art but uh, yeah so a lot of it comes out in my art but it's not really so much like um it's not really so much like voices or um I mean, I do get like visuals sometimes, but that's more like when I'm laying in my bed and I'm just laying, laying down. Usually if I'm just like, you know, in the daytime, I don't get these like crazy visuals. It's more just, um, how can I describe? <laughs> um, it's more just being like really, really connected, I think, to um, my intuition. Mm -hmm. So it's like really, really being um connected to this like yeah to like this unseen guidance and forces and things like that um and really feeling like one with nature but um but not necessarily like hearing voices and like seeing things unless mm -hmm. i'm laying down with my eyes closed and then i can get really really like pretty wild journeys psychedelic visions and Fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, and it, that's not like all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I myself, uh, when I say like hearing voices, um, I'm trying to hear, there's many voices in my head. Like mm. there's my mind, mm -hmm. and I would like to believe that Aya lives in me, and she's also trying to, and I got other guys, and they're like, Chris, please don't do this. You know, that's not good for you. Like, you know, like the classic angel and devil on my shoulder. Yes. And I'm just trying yes. to learn how to decipher, okay, what is my spiritual voice and what yes. is my ego, mundane, yes. 
self-defense voice. Totally. And which one do I let them run the show? Yeah. So I'm just learning very basics. But, uh, you know, I, I, think you're I, doing a good I envy job. people like you and, and uh, most of my friends who have all these abilities to see past the, the world of the physical. I'm totally a student of life as well. Like, I have so much room to grow and learn more, you know. It's, but yeah, I, I guess I've just... I have done a lot of work to kind of like rein in and use that sensitivity, but like, but there's still like, you know, so much more to, to learn and, totally. and better and, you know. If no, it wouldn't be fun. I think silence, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think silence, like, you know, just getting into nature and, and getting silent or sometimes with music too and just like moving the body and like, like walking for me sometimes just walking in nature I'll start to get like downloads and hits about different things and then also just creating art like in the process of a painting like uh, this um, I can just feel this like energy moving through me that's like it's like I'll get the goosebumps everywhere and I know that I'm not um, alone like I know there's ancestors and spirits and and um, you know just like this direct connection with God. I use the word God, but it doesn't have to be that word, you know, whatever word source, people feel. Source, universe, creation. Yeah, the all-knowing goddess, what, like what, holy what, mother. I don't know. I love all the words. I love the word God, and I love, I love like all religion, the beauty of all religion, and all spirituality. Like, I think they're all just different roads, but if you get too stuck in one, and you you start getting too identified with like the physical aspects and the fear aspects, then you you miss the whole point of what it even is. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, it, it's true. Um, words are confusing. I can like you know, yeah. we're just trying to like communicate invisible feelings and ideas through dead symbols that yeah. have attachment to cultures and other definitions and such. Totally. So here's another uh, word to, you know, that, uh, you know, meets, you know, individual definition. So when you got that sensitivity, do you ever tap into, like, uh, spirits that no longer live in bodies or known as, or, or ghosts, or maybe even spirits that never even lived in a human body that might be lingering around, especially in a soulful island like Hawaii? Like, mm. can you perceive that or is that not your range? Um, I... Well, I feel like the beings that come through my paintings are, um, they're definitely like spirits coming through and um, exactly who they are, I don't always know. I do feel like a lot of them are, um, these days, like in my, my more recent times, like they're more of these like, almost like light beings or teachers or I've had people tell me, um, part of like the seven flames or I don't see I don't know a lot about all this stuff but this is what people tell me so I'm like oh yeah and, and I can feel that these whatever the label you want to give it it's like teachers of love you know that's what they're coming through but when I was living in Guatemala you know I got real sick there and everything and I was living a lot um, with Mayan like the Mayan culture and then also Garifunas which are I was on the Caribbean coast of Guatemala so the Garifunas are the, mm. the people that um, 
where the, the slaves brought from Africa, the mm. black people, okay. and, um, and then there was Mayan people, and then there was also like just Latinos and also um, people of Hindu descent, but there was a lot of depth in that culture, and when I got back, the, I was painting a lot of these almost like non-human um, beings that were like very Mayan looking, and um, they almost felt like they were like tortured souls that were coming through, like mm. needing to be seen and expressed. And mm. like, I was like giving them voice kind of through vision. But mm. um, when I had, yeah, my upstairs person, sometimes she throws bird seed on the roof. Okay. That's what the noise is. <laughs> I know everyone when they're here, they're like, what? Um, sorry, but so, so, so you're yeah, channeling so I had, but your I, spirits. So, so yeah, I am. And so I've had boyfriends um, in that time, a couple of different boyfriends that like, they got attacked by spirits mm. in the nighttime when we were sleeping around all the paintings. And um, both of them were guys that were like not very spiritual. They were like surfer dudes, just like, you know, and they were like, oh my God, he saw it like, this is crazy. What the hell's going on? And I realized there was some dark spirits coming through the paintings for a while. And then now not as much, but um, now, now not at all. Now it's just like these really light loving beings. But I had to go through my own darkness to get to the light. Right. But I, yeah, I could go on and on about different kind of like spirit stories, but we can save that for a different time because it might take a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. I, I find this stuff fascinating myself, especially when we're like, traversing visionary art um, you know I, I love it when people have authentic spiritual you know experiences that come out in their art making it like unique to themselves as opposed to like all of us just being like well spiritual art is this thing and you got to put some sacred geometry and throw in this these elements because other artists did that before like you know yeah. as, as what you 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 probably were doing visionary art spiritual art before you even know there before was a scene before i even knew yeah right. the same and like with me. same with yeah it, like even sacred geometry like i didn't even know what it was or anything but um people started coming to me and being like oh these like grid these grids within your paintings and like this dot work is all this sacred geometry and i was like what sacred geometry and and then, so yeah, it's like almost like doing it first and then learning, oh, this is called visionary art? Because mm -hmm. people used to ask me and I didn't know what to say. What kind of art? They'd be like, what kind of art do you do? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I don't think it has a category. Mm -hmm. But now, now I'm like, oh, I learned it's visionary art. And oh, that's right. good and, and it's also not psychedelic art since it's, you know. Right. It's psychedelic looking, but it doesn't come from psychedelic influences. But I have people writing me emails on almost a daily basis from all over the world. Maybe not a daily basis, but definitely a weekly basis. Um, sometimes more people from all over the world just like writing me emails or messages or through, through DMs on Instagram or different ways of contacting me, explaining that um, they saw the the things that I'm painting and their ayahuasca experiences and their medicine ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And I've never even sat in a medicine ceremony because I have to um, really be careful with my sensitivity um, and I don't feel that I need that. But I, have not, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful medicine for, for so many people. It's like I feel very connected to the medicine, although I don't consume the medicine. But well, yeah, she's in you already. Yes. I definitely feel this like really like affinidad 
mm-hmm. for the medicine. Totally, but it's a nice compliment when they they say that your art reminds it's them of their. It's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting, especially you know. I'm just like, wow, that's really fast, especially because it's been happening for years. Right. I'm like, this is really interesting. I had the same thing happen. Like you know, people are like, oh, I saw that in my iatri. Oh, I saw my DMT trip. It was like, uh-huh. and I'm like. Cool, that came from my imagination or what came from my heart. And I actually stayed away from doing ayahuasca for a while because I didn't want people to to be, this is my ego defending itself, but I didn't want people to be like, oh, he saw it on a psychedelic trip and he's got no originality. He needs a ghostwriter in order to do this thing. So I was like, no, I don't want to be your stereotypical Peruvian psychedelic artist that does ayahuasca. Thank you very much. But eventually I did it. And then I've never seen my art in, in, in there. You know, I see a lot of other people's art and a lot of other things, That's but never, so n- never my things. So when the people keep on telling me this, it's like, well, I don't know what this means. <laughs> wow. That's a trip. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, what would you say? Like, it's hard for one to define like, oh, all of my art's about this. But would you like have a general subject matter or vibe or, or communication and trying to pass on what, you're, what, you, what you paint? Yeah. So... I, although it doesn't come from a cerebral, um, like, you know, logical place, it's not like, oh, I'm deciding that I'm going to paint this. Like, it's not like that. I just paint what I feel. But when I step back and look at it all, it seems to be like feminine energy, <laughs> a lot of feminine energy. Um, so I think it has a lot to do with the feminine. And even like, now because of so much you know it's pretty trendy like divine feminine goddess all these words I'm like hesitant to say those words kind of but I really feel like it truly is it has a lot to do with like the goddess the divine feminine energy and um and nature Mm -hmm. yeah connection to nature what is you know and and, and, you know you brought it up and you were hesitant to be even talking about it, but what is this revival of the of the goddess situation? Yeah. Is it like a female comes back and crushes the man to make up for the man who crushed <laughs> the female? Or is it some kind of attunement where we can both live together mm. in balance? Yeah. How do you see it? Oh, that's a good question. I love that question. Um, definitely not crushing the male. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're not all that bad. Huh? <laughs> I know, I know. It's not about crushing the male. It's not about dominating. It's about, I mean, it, I think it's, I feel like it's just about finding balance and about respecting the feminine that, you know, for a long time has been very repressed. And I know that men too have a lot of um, feelings of inequality as well. and. You know, I've had a lot of boyfriends and they all tell me, they all, all of the men have something to say about how hard it is to be a man. So I've never been a man. I don't know what it's like to be a man. I think it might be hard to be a human, you know, whether you're human a man or a woman. Human experience is a tricky one, yeah. I know that the men have a lot of pressures and I know that women do as well. And I just feel like um, women have been giving away their power for a long time. And um, there's been, it's been out of balance. And so I think that, yeah, just finding the balance again and right. women stepping back into their power, which I think will create 
more harmony and it's also about like the mother earth like what we're actually how we've been living is not respecting the biggest mother of all the greatest mother of all which is the mother earth so just about like you know finding respect again for and, and it's it's women too it's not it's all of us just finding that respect and that harmony and living um in ways that are most more sustainable right finding violence equality respect for one another but also inside ourselves and our own combinations of how much male or female we have in ourselves and be yeah. okay with whatever came yes. to you to you yes totally totally well i hope that you know we'll take more steps towards a more balanced world are you optimistic about uh planet earth and its struggles we're going through right mm -hmm. now and where we're going towards what does your intuition tell you about what is there to come well i just got the chills all over <laughs> me um it's it's really crazy times everyone knows that um i don't really think too far into the future I just focus on the moment and um, I think if we live in the moment and we, it sounds cliche, but if we live with love in each moment and, and we try to like just be mindful in each moment, I think that that's beautiful and we can, we can be joyful and I know that there's so much pain and you know so many people i know right now are talking about how hard it is right now how hard of times we're in how how confusing and hard it all is and so i have a lot of compassion and i know what's happening all these crazy things are happening to them to the planet you know and there's so much craziness but that's why it's like not to spiritually bypass it all because you know do our part and what we can but not be in a state of anxiety and fear i think that just really just being in the love and and just living each moment really mm -hmm. presently beautiful that's very <laughs> wise of you what about uh, how you see the direction of your own life and career like are you are you have you found satisfaction and total contentment and the never ending now of this moment, or, or do you have a couple of things on your to-do list uh, that you'd like to accomplish in you, this present journey? Um, I, I have a lot on my to-do list. Like I have tons of things on my to-do list. Like it's, I feel really excited and inspired. Like I have so many ideas and then at the same time I have so many mundane things on my to-do list being a single mom um but i also feel like really content like really content so i don't want to die anytime soon but if i died today i wouldn't be regretting anything mm -hmm. i feel like i i take every opportunity that that comes and i feel like I found so much love and I have so much love in my life and um, and you know I just try to create as much art as I can because I feel like that's a big part of my purpose 
But yeah, I, I feel I feel good. <laughs> nice, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I ask you, what's one of those, I don't know, mundane or non mundane things you like to achieve, like a, a beach you like to surf or oh. a painting you you've had on your mind for a while or? Mm. Um, I like to surf every day. Um, there's you know places I'd like to travel more. Like I want to go everywhere. And at the same time, like, I don't have to go anywhere. I want to go everywhere, but I'm not, like, really attached to that. Well, when um, you live in a place like this, you go other places like, ah, this is cool, but back <laughs> home is sick, yo. <laughs> it's a good place to come home to. I definitely saw the movie Aladdin the other day, like, uh -huh. the new version of Aladdin. Okay, yeah. And I don't know if that was a made-up set that, they, that Disney made or if that's a real place, but I want to go there. That's, like, my that new happen? goal. in Morocco? I was asking my friend who's Lebanese... Um, um, she's this amazing woman who I body painted the other day, Christina. Um, I was asking her, I'm like, where can I go that's like Aladdin? You know, is Lebanon like, like, is it like Aladdin? And mm -hmm. she, she said, um, she gave me a few ideas that are more like Aladdin-ish. I think one of them was Dubai, but Dubai mm -hmm. is all fake. It's yeah. not real nature, so that that doesn't look that, very. I want to be like in like the real Aladdin. Though I'd love to go to Dubai too, just because it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, because why not? Mm -hmm. But um, maybe like just like somewhere in like Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful, and. Um, you were just saying that you, you body paint, so you body paint and you tattoo, right? I do hand poke tattoos, mm -hmm. yeah. Body painting is not something I do a lot, but um, I was contacted to do this body painting on this beautiful woman who's now my friend. Um, I didn't really know her before we started talking about the body painting, but um, so yeah, that, that was a new experience. And you know, as an artist, I don't know if you're like this, but I'm really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And like, even if I do my best I can and like put all my love and time and energy into it, I still am like, is it good enough? Like, I feel like I'm like a critic to myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm like, especially well, with the body good. painting. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You want to I mean, push yourself hard, you know, because everybody else will be like, oh, it's amazing. It's like, and, yeah, and, I want it to be better. <laughs> and maybe they're not being honest, too. Perhaps. Or maybe they're... Um, their eyes not as refined as an artist's eye. Exactly. You know, that's where you, that's where going to a workshop where a teacher who will be kind of ruthless will mm -hmm. actually break it down. And be like, well, you could work on this True. and that. And you're like, motherfucker, but that's good. You know, yeah. like feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, appreciate it. So true. So true. But so that's where like us who are not in school anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, we gotta be our own teachers and our mm -hmm. own. Uh, you know. I to like hmm, where where is there room for improvement in this yeah. painting or or yeah. piece or body? How is how is tattooing like body poking? Is, that, is that slower than with a gun? It's, or? Yeah, so it's like you're you're creating the line by actually just like poking it by hand. I connect my needle to um, I use sterile needles, of course, and I connect them to this like it's like a magic wand made out of sandalwood from Kalalau Valley, and then it has a crystal at the end, and mm. um, I. Yeah, it's, it is like painting a little bit, and it is slower than the gun, the machine, which I've only used like, I think once, maybe twice. Um, I don't really like that. I like that there's no like noise or electricity. You can do it like out in nature. You can mm -hmm. have a, like a ceremony out by a river on the beach. Mm -hmm. I went down to Costa Rica and I did ceremonies in some really, really cool places. Nice. Yeah. 
so it's it's really fun and it's really beautiful connecting with like connecting with people you know that's so cool yeah i haven't gotten into that yet and i i don't think i want to be at the tour but, <laughs> but you would I, li I like to it. get them i you didn't see me to it because you're yeah i don't have a lot but because your lines are really you have really clean lines Oh, with you. your style of um, painting, I think you'd be really good. Right, the graphicness of it. Tattooing, yeah, because, yeah, it, it's it's about lines. Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow. Yeah. I, I hope it's an enjoyable experience to you. <laughs> you have to keep your hand really. Um, so we're 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 coming closer to the end of our of our show, and usually I like to ask if you got some final words of wisdom or some some thoughts you'd like to share with us about anything at all thank you that's a good question um, um i guess uh, what can i share just um to have faith i you know if i have like just like a medicine in the form of words to give i would say have faith <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. Just have faith. In something. In, yeah, in whatever it is that you want to believe in. Like, have faith. Choose faith over, over doubt. Totally. Nice. Yeah, to uh, have confidence that, you know, in whatever you want to give confidence. In whatever, in, yeah. In your God or in, in your path and mm -hmm. your artistry. Whatever, like, struggles anyone might be going through. Like, you know, whether it's, like, a painter's or writer's block or whether it's like having an illness or whether it's the state of the world or whether it's you know whatever it is I think just having faith is like really big mm -hmm. it's like really really big like as in beliefs believing in in like the the power of yourself mm. yeah believing in yourself that's that's an important one because if you don't believe in yourself, what else are you going to believe in? Yeah, you have to. It's got to start inside and then radiate out. Mm -hmm. So nice. true. Well, thanks for sharing your wisdom and yeah. thanks for having me over your house and thanks for letting me paint the front of your house. Oh, I'm so honored. <laughs> that was so beautiful. That was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. So and, epic. And I left the cans in the in the garage so you can play with some spray paint too and see. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, you just made Kilauea Town even more beautiful. Well, hopefully it's not my so, last time here and I can yeah. keep on uh, sharing my, my colors and such. So Yay. thanks once again for doing yeah. this talk with me, making some space in your busy life. And um, yeah, uh, happy to be your friend now. Thank you. Yay. So good. Well, and hello. thanks you guys for mm. tuning in back to Chris Dyer's Creative Friends. <laughs> Please make sure to like and comment and subscribe and share so more people can enjoy this beautiful conversation. And I'll see you next time. Blessings. Woo. Next episode, my guest will be Amanda Sage. I want people. I want people to be their true selves. And how do you how do you find that? I mean, even in painting or in making art, when you're in the beginning, you got to try a lot of things out, right? It's okay to do that too, you know. Mm -hmm. But then, what is really like your calling? What what is what you need? And I think a lot of people are afraid to be that. <laughs>
are afraid, afraid to really like share that because they've been imposed their whole lives, they've been conditioned to be something else, to believe they have to be something else, to be loved, to be celebrated, to be successful. It's really confusing. So please make sure to subscribe, like, comment and share. Big thanks and see you next episode. Peace.